Hi, everyone. Welcome back to Beer and Ballet's podcast. I am your host, Amber Daniels, and I am chatting with the amazing Natalie from Beer Feelings. This is just a shout out to her and all the amazing things that she's doing, and also a reminder that you can check out her website, beerfeelings.com, for all of your holiday needs. If you need a gift basket, if you just want to listen to a new podcast, if you want to look at some blogs about some really cool information about beers that you're going to be drinking over the holidays, beerfeelings.com is the place to check out some new things. All right, let's get back to part two of Natalie with Beer Feelings. So let's let's talk about, we'll, we'll backtrack, we'll get back on track. <laughs> I feel like we're going to do this though, <laughs> knowing you, we're just going to be like, burn. <laughs> I think it's great. I think it's, I think awesome. it's great. Okay, so beer feelings. And, and I, I'm sure you're going to talk about like the mission and, and everything that mm-hmm. goes around with it. But can you, in your own words, just describe for our listeners what is beer feelings? Sure. So, beer feelings, some, hopefully, someday soon, I will be able to more clearly say beer feelings is a line of products, or beer feelings is a series of events, or beer feelings is a podcast which secret, secret, Beer Feelings will be a podcast here soon. Shameless plug. But but right now, Beer Feelings feels more like a movement. So kind of like how I kind of condense everything is to say at Beer Feelings, we really use craft beer as a tool to empower women to be unapologetically themselves and demand excellence out of all aspects of their life. So in the same way that when I was 21 and I said, I'm not gonna invest money on a drink that doesn't taste good, I want women to do that with their beer, with their boyfriends, with their job, with their house. Like let's demand excellence. Let's start with craft beer. And then once you learn how to say no to that or how to ask for the right things, it gets a little easier to ask for more out of all aspects of your life. Right. And there it is. And there it is. There's the beer feelings. That's it. Yeah. Just like in as few words as possible that that's what I do. But then within that, right. We're, we're experimenting with, well, okay. Now how do we accomplish this? Is it with a product line? So I have a line of beer feelings, relaxation kits, um, which is like a subscription box that has different beauty products made out of beer and beer ingredients. We have a series of events that makes beer fun and flirty and accessible. Like I mentioned, this podcast is mainly going to be me sharing my beer feelings and, you know, sharing information on how do we demand excellence in all pieces of life. But really that phrase of demanding excellence, after I said it out loud the first time, I was like, that's exactly what I want to do. I want women to stop being satisfied, being comfortable because it's easy. And I want them to start asking for more because they deserve it. God, I was just talking to somebody about this this week of like women just kind of taking things because we're that strong, right? Like mm-hmm. it, women had a, a, a first aid training where like there was just mention of how women are more prone to having stroke or having a heart attack um, because the signs of the stroke or heart attack happen, but women mm-hmm. mistake it. Like women are like, and the phrasing that they used in it was like, women don't want to leave their kids. Like they have nobody to take care of their kids. Mm-hmm. They don't want to go get it checked out because they know that they'll have to stay at the hospital and then they have to leave work and like do all this. So we put all of like that on the back burner and we fight, 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 fight 
But I love this of saying like, no, I'm demanding excellence here. Like I am a human being. I am an excellent woman, an excellent person, if I identify in that way, right? And I need to take care of myself <laughs> and I need to know For what sure. I'm putting in my body and like be excited, you know, about a brewski and know what's in it and know like what flavor it is and enjoy it, you know? And doesn't that just sound so much more fun? Like if you think about like, okay, if we took beer out of the equation, which I seldom do, but if we put this in terms of food, like, would you rather eat oatmeal every day of your life or like dogs, dogs eat dog food every single day. Well, at least my dog does. He doesn't get like special, like the little farmers, fresh meals, like no, no, no bucket gets kibble and he eats that every day. So would you rather eat the same meal every single day? Or would you rather like infuse your life with color and flavor and be thrilled? And like, what a great life that would be if you were thrilled with everything that you were doing. And it's beyond being satisfied. It's about being like more than satisfied and excited. And it's just, wouldn't that be a lovely place to live where everyone is living not an okay life, but their best life. Like I want to live there. I want to be in that utopia. Yeah. Live our best life and help each other in that best life too. You know, like Mm -hmm. people and have those conversations and really uplift each other, which I, I really mm-hmm. do believe that beer feelings does that. Like you have this really glorious, beautiful way of uplifting your followers, like in, in no matter where they are. I, I just, I love it. I always scroll your Instagram and I'm like, oh yes, I, I am sparkly today. Oh. Thank you. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Thank you so much. The, the Instagram has been the most fun I've had on like an adult playground where there's really no rules, like, especially because first I started with a name and kind of this vague idea. And then it was like, well, do I just want to, do I just want to be an Instagram influencer? Like it was like, it's easy. It's not, (laughs) but you know, like in the beginning, there was nothing to lose because no one was following me. And so I started doing, um, the Taylor Swift album evermore just came out and I was one cup of coffee in my other drink of choice is coffee. Um, so always a brew for me. Um, but I thought, what if we did this like crazy thing where I pay paired Taylor Swift songs and beer and let's just do it. Like at the time I had maybe a hundred followers and most of them were already my friends and they'll just think like, oh, that's just such a Natalie thing to do. So I started doing that. And then soon after I did from Girl Scout to Girl with a Stout, where based on your favorite Girl Scout cookie, I kind of outlined like, okay, if you like thin mints, you like them because they're refreshing, because they're chocolatey and because they're like crispy or, you know, whatever. If you like Samoas, you like them because they're super sweet and chewy and whatever. And then I would take those three and say, well, if you like something that's refreshing, then this is the beer that you'd probably like. And if you like something that's caramely, this is the beer that you would like. So they weren't pairings, but it was more like a, if you like this, then you'll like that. And so much of this creativity has just been like, well, I have an idea. Let's go make a video. Let's go do this. And phones have made this so, so much easier to do. But I've started recycling some of my content now that my social media is kind of on the up. And it's funny to me that, so I'm in the middle of the replay of the Taylor Swift Evermore drink along playlist is what I called it. And it's just so funny. It's the same content, 
that I've literally copied and pasted. But now that I have more people that like understand this movement and gel with it, the engagement is going through the roof. And the first time it was really just my mom and my sister being like, oh, how cute. That's like, that's creative. Thanks. Blah, blah, blah. So it's just, I mean, it's just been so fun. And, um, I don't even know where I was going. It, it seems like the beer is kicking in <laughs> for me, but, but it's just, yeah, it's a cool playground, cool place to be. And I don't know, I believe as long as you make things that you think are funny or that you find valuable or that bring you joy, other people will find you too. Totally. And I think you've done very much the same thing. You know, you infuse two things that you really loved to, and now people are finding you. Now you just have like this cool kids party. Yeah. Yeah. It's the beer and ballet crew. I really want to make like crew t-shirts that everyone just get. Please do. And just throw Please do. Yes. <laughs> I, and I, I imagine them being like really cool tank tops, mm-hmm. like, like the right kind of crop top that looks good with like high cut leggings. That's what I want for you. Genius. We're gonna make <laughs> we'll design them later. <laughs> Not only do you sell kits, I also want to talk about some of the, you have a couple of blogs that you've written, which have been really great. And then you have a couple of other events. One in particular that I was pretty drawn to was like women talking taboo topics, finance and craft beer. Maybe take a set, you know, what, what was all that about? For sure. So, so initially the plan for me, um, I'm an event planner by trade, just that's, that's what I'm good at doing. And so the, the obvious solution in how do I make this a business in the beginning was, well, I can just make more events. I have the contacts, I know the breweries. And so my goal was to do one social event a month and I can talk about beer until the cows come home. How can I pair it with other individuals in their area of genius? So we had one gal that makes charcuterie boards. So we had a beer like cheese pairing. And then we had, we had Sarita from Glow and Gather who helps make the, all the skincare products in our kits. We had a little spa party. And then I have a, I actually have a degree in finance. And that was my first corporate job was working for a stockbroker. And so I found a gal that specializes in making kind of the same thing that I'm doing with beer and making it more accessible to women. She does the same thing with finance. And so we started working on this collaborative event. Unfortunately, we chose like the worst weekend in the world where it seems like everybody in the state of Colorado went on vacation. So we're looking for a new date for that one, but we thought about calling it women talking taboo topics. The plan in the beginning, which, you know, in this wild west of small business, who knows how this is going to end, but, but our vision was let's talk to women who are working in industries that are traditionally male dominated and let's talk about it and let's make it fun and let's make it flirty. So that's where we started. But then we wanted to talk about race and we wanted to talk about gender identity Mm. and we wanted to like, let's, let's talk about sex and pleasure. And like, let's talk about the taboo things so that we can learn about them instead of letting them just be kind of like these funky rain clouds. So, so that was women talking taboo topics and that like really all of these social events is kind of what inspired me to do the podcast. With events, you can only hit as many people as have availability that day or can fit in the brewery or 
you know, like are within fire code, but with a podcast and Amber, I'm sure I'm preaching to the choir here with a podcast, it lives on. And so if we do women talking taboo topics, that's a tongue twister also. So I challenge you to say that after After, three years, there you go. (laughs) (laughs) Um, but you know, if that's an episode of the podcast, maybe someone who was meant to hear it wasn't available the day it aired, but they're they're ready in a year. So that's really what's driven the podcast idea. So, so stay tuned, whoever is listening, there's a beer feelings podcast coming soon in my dreams. It'll be launched soon, but we'll see what the universe does and what it allows to do. It'll happen. And then the other big event that we've had a lot of success with is called Arts and Craft Beers, where I work with a local artist here in Denver. Um, She teaches the art course. And along the way, she is lovely. Her name is Kathy. She's one of the coolest people I know. (laughs) So she'll she'll teach um, individuals how to do it. And then along the way, I will pair specific beers. So we did a soft pastel class, which is kind of like adult chalk. Um, I learned a lot about it from Kathy. And as we were blending the clouds, I had everybody grab their cream ale. And I said, all right, I want you to taste how silky and smooth and luxurious this feels. And I want you to make your clouds look like that. So blend them until they're as smooth as your beer and have You know, then we were drawing some poppies and we drank a sour. And I said, the sour after the cream ale should catch you off guard. It should kind of kick you in the teeth. It should kind of be that 90s child warhead cheek pucker that you're feeling. Make your poppies like that. You shouldn't blend them. It should be jarring. It should be all this stuff. So now we're tasting, we're seeing, we're touching, but still we're making beer more accessible because you could go, or any of our participants could then go to the next brewery and say, I like beers that catch me off guard, or I like beers that are silky smooth and velvety that kind of taste like milkshakes. So that's what we do at Arts and Craft Beers. At this point, it's a Denver-based series planning on having a few events. We just started, Kathy and I just started setting aside some dates for later in the fall. Um, but the potential's for virtual. So stay tuned, everybody. Oh, I'll be the first person to take it because my painting, <laughs> please, they need some help. <laughs> it's so fun. Well, and that's, I've, I've been so fortunate to pair with Kathy as well as other small business owners that I truly get to capitalize on their area of genius. And I just get to be like, your gal pal Nat that drinks some beer that can tell you, no, this tastes like kick cereal or this tastes like Czech cereal. Like it's going to taste like one. Let me help you get there. So, I mean, these partnerships and, and a lot of what I'm learning in small businesses, collaboration is the way to go. Cause I don't have to learn how to be an artist. I can hang out with my pal, Kathy, and I don't have to know charcuterie. I can just give Shelby a call and Amber, I'm counting on you teaching me how to dance because it's a little rough. Here in my house. Let's go. (laughs) Yeah, we'll make that happen. My next class, you guys. Please. Yes, I can't wait. I'm. We're cooking up stuff. You know. I love it. Slowly but surely, we're cooking it up. (laughs) Yes. Yes. Well, and speaking about how you have these classes and you talk about you know the smooth, the silky, and like giving people these imageries. I I do want to talk about your blog because I feel like it's such a cool space for our listeners before the podcast happens. They have a space to like go and read some of your thoughts. 
Um, one that I loved very much, and it, it did help my beer game, <laughs> was three simple ways to level up your beer game at home. But there's plenty others, oh, y'all, that, that are absolutely, I love that one. It's fantastic. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that um, was the fun one to write. Yeah. Why was it fun to write? It was, I mean, once more, when I think of beer, I think of, like growing up, my mom didn't like beer and my dad did. And so I always thought beer was a boy drink, just like not saying that everybody's mom didn't like beer, but just like my particular parents, my mom drank wine and my dad drank beer. And so I always thought beer was boring. Sorry, dad. My dad drinks boring beer. I've said that to his face. He knows. Um, but I just thought like it's it's kind of this like yellow liquid it's kind of boring and there's something so pretty about cocktails right like you order a cosmo and it comes in a like a cute glass or you'll get a mojito and they like there's this whole ritual about it where they mush the leaves and they shake it up and so a lot of this article was just like how can we make beer more exciting like beyond having a cute can opener or a cute koozie. And so I'll let you guys uncover all the secrets if you head over to the blog, but there, there are things that you can do from home for not that much money that really does elevate your experience. So it feels more like an escape or a ritual or like a little treat. Cause that's, that's what beer should be about. It should be about treating yourself. I'm glad you like that blog. I had forgotten about that one, but, but yeah, we have, I mean, the blog has really taken on everything from practical knowledge to flirty knowledge. So, so leveling up your beer game is like, how do we take you from like beer level two to beer level three, but there's stuff in there. Um, sometimes on my Instagram, I'll call for like quote unquote, dumb beer questions. Nice. So questions that you have about beer, you have about kind of this space in general about breweries, about anything, um, send them my way. They're going to be anonymous and I'll just answer your questions. And we've had everything from, let me pull up the last one. We had some really sophisticated questions the last time. Um, does craft beer need to be refrigerated at all times? Can beer be made without hops? This one was a hoot. I actually really, I like chuckled at this question, but then I was like, oh, this is actually pretty good. Can I freeze the half of my crowler that I didn't finish? Cause that's in a, in 2020, so many breweries had only the crowlers because there was an aluminum shortage. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So if you're looking to be entertained or you just want to learn a little bit about beer, head on over to the blog. This is giving me a bunch of ideas now. I need to do another dumb beer questions call. Those are my favorite because I just, sometimes I read the questions and I'm like, you know, I actually, I'm wondering that too. Can I freeze a beer? The answer is you probably shouldn't is what we said. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like yeah. technically you could, but not recommended. Yeah. There's been plenty of times where me and, and Ricky will like want a beer right away, but it's, it's been warm in our closet for a hot sec. So he, he's one that does the whole, like wet the paper towel, wrap it around the can, put it in the freezer. He's also yes. the one to forget that it's in there. And one day we tried it one day. He was like, you know what? I'm just going to try it. Let's take it out and let it melt all day. And that was the worst mistake you can ever make y'all don't do that. <laughs> 
Oh my gosh. Well, and if you drink it, so, so when I was researching sometimes like totally transparent, sometimes I know the answers right away because I've just been around beer and sometimes I need to call up a brew friend or, you know, stumble to my local watering hole or do a little bit of Googling. I'm happy to be that resource for you. I will ask the dumb questions on your behalf since I really like, there's no question off limits for me. Um, but what I was researching is if you drink a frozen beer, if it's kind of in a slushy state, all of the liquid is just going to be straight up alcohol. So the frozen pieces are all like the little flavor bits. So if you drink it, just while it's still slushy, like make sure to stir it really well, or you're going to get drunk immediately, real quick, immediately. So I, I thought that was interesting. And like, that's a question that I would never ask, but Great question to whoever submitted that a it's few months such ago. such a great question. As soon as you read it, I was like, that's actually a really good question. Because <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been told that. You know, it's always an assumption of like, no, right. I don't think I should put it in the freezer. But why though? Like, why instinctually am I thinking that? Hey friends, Amber just hopping in wanting to say, have you checked out any of your local businesses lately? And if you haven't, how about this Saturday, which is Small Business Day? Go ahead and take a walk around your neighborhood. Find a new store. Find a new spot that you haven't discovered yet. Walk in. Say hi to the owner. See what they're up to. See what they stand for. And see what they're willing to give to the community around you. Without these small businesses, our community at large would grow smaller and smaller and smaller until finally dwindling down to the soil that it is. I'm totally over-exaggerating, but at this time, especially during the holiday season, small businesses really need our help. They really need our support, and it makes our community so much fun and quirky and cool. So go check out a small business during this week, especially during Small Business Saturday. Go support your local businesses. Go support your local dance companies. Go support your local breweries. And y'all have a fantastic holiday week. Whether you're driving to see your family or loved ones right now as you listen to this podcast or sitting outside enjoying a brewski, listening to the wind, going through the fall leaves as you're listening to this podcast, we want to thank you for your time, your effort, and support of beer and ballet, especially during this holiday season. All right, friends, let's get back to the podcast. So, yeah. So that's what the blog is. A little bit of information, a little bit of entertainment, a whole lot of Natalie, and hopefully you have a great time and, and you walk away learning a little bit more or at least laughing or feeling more comfortable about the beer space because it truly is. It's a wonderful place for those that want to explore flavors and meet cool people and do cool things like come drink craft beer. And if you're gluten-free, that's not an excuse because there's lots of gluten-free beers out there too. So many, and they taste so good. I've they had a couple. so good. Yeah. That's all I drank yesterday. Was oh, good. Beer. There you go. And then it's all good. And that's oh. that. <laughs> the rest is history. <laughs> In this short amount of time, you've created, I mean, we've talked about it. You have so many supporters. You love to collaborate with these small business owners that I, I just, I love that. And I so highly support that from the bottom of my heart. And so you've created this community. Where does beer feelings go? Like where, where do you foresee it going in the future? Or what do you want to happen? If I gave you like a quadrillion dollars because I have that capability. I would like, cause 
as we established earlier, a million isn't that much. The right. minute I said that, I was like, I could use a million dollars. Why are you saying that out loud? <laughs> but, okay. But if I had a kajillion dollars, I really, I want to build this craft beer empire. And I, I would love to keep beer feelings as a movement to make it like, I want to be everybody's gal pal. Let's empower women to drink the beer that they want to demand excellence and like to live their best lives. But what does that look like for me? Okay. You're going to think this is silly. I'm a big game of Thrones fan, like a big, like obsessive game of Thrones. That's not silly at all. (laughs) And oh, oh, just you buckle up. And like what I've manifested so far is like how I'll know that I've made it as an entrepreneur and a business owner is I really, I would like to be on the cover of a magazine of a print magazine. I don't know why that's important, but I would like to be on the cover and I would like an iron throne to be made, but out of recycled beer cans and aluminum bottles. But I don't want it to look like an Earth Day project. Like I want it to be magnificent. And so, okay, we're manifesting like this beautiful iron throne made out of like old beer vessels, but pretty. And then I want to hold a sexy beer glass and have like a Cersei Lannister, like cackle. And when that's on the cover of a magazine, I'll know that I've made it. So that's a little more (laughs) concrete than like, I want to start a movement and I want to help all the women. That's what I want. If so, if I have a kajillion dollars, I'll hire someone to make me my iron throne. Will it become my desk chair? We'll see. We'll see how comfortable it is, I but that's it. <laughs> that's what I want out of my beer journey. But I mean, I would love, of course, as a small business owner, like your stepping stones are, can you hire an assistant? Now, can you hire a salesperson? Now, can you hire somebody to pack the boxes for you? So, I mean, overall, I'd love to see growth in the company. Eventually I'd love to be Cersei Lannister. Um, but as long as I'm helping one woman at a time unlock this beer journey, then I'm doing it right. And who knows if that's products or events, maybe it's always going to stay all of them, but you know, what, what fuels me is when I get the texts from, you know, of course it started with my friends, but I get texts saying, oh my gosh, Natalie, I just ordered a flight of IPAs look. And I'm like, Gabby, you didn't even like beer a month ago. Like, why are you drinking a flight of IPAs? And she said, you just got me so excited about it. Like, I want to tell you about all my beer feelings now. So that's, I want to keep doing that. And I just like, the bigger I get and the more momentum I get, the the faster it's going to happen for more women. And that's, I'm giving you like the most vague answers ever, but that that's where we are this afternoon. And it truly is what I want. I just, I want world peace. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to have to watch Miss Congeniality, but um there we go. Yes. But yeah, that's what I want. I want world peace. I want women to kick ass and ask for what they want. I want a Cersei Lannister chair and that's it. I Only feel like that. that's that's all doable. Is that in budget? Is that in the kajillion dollar budget? I think that's in budget. Okay. Great. I think we can make great. this happen. Yeah, totes. So in whenever I can make that happen, keep in mind that I am a dancer. (laughs) Our paychecks are a little low. (laughs) Maybe, maybe we could like repurpose this like expensive chair and we can like, I don't know, use it in like the nutcracker. 
at the end of the year. Like it'll be a set piece or something. Exactly. And then you get promotion based off of that because that's in the magazine. That's why the magazine's written is that they're writing an article about how you are benefiting the Nutcracker during the whole. Okay, done. We're millionaires. We're not millionaires. We're kajillionaires. We're kajillionaires. Done. I feel like that's great. No one steal that idea. (laughs) It's ours and ours alone. You know, if someone steals that idea, it's so out there that I'm going to, I'm going to write you an email and I'm going to say like, thank you for making this chair. Here is my address. When would you like me to dress up like Cersei Lannister? I'm ready for my photo shoot. Like, thank you for doing this. She's ready to go folks. Oh my God. She's ready. Well, what a wild ride this has been. (laughs) This is, this has been a little bit of a wild ride. I'm telling you, but I love this wild ride. Like how cool is it? And I mean, hopefully like this is the goal of our podcast. I feel like our podcast align, which is like trying to do this outreach of like, here's my peeps. Here's your peeps. Let's collide the peeps together and like hear this conversation. So then that way, you know, hopefully everyone feels, everybody feels empowered, ready to go. Um, they feel really excited to go grab Ruski because we've talked about many of them. Certainly, yes. <laughs> and maybe do a tondu or a plie as that happens. We shall see. <laughs> that sounds great. And you're going to teach me all of the things and I will be a prima ballerina in no time. You will. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. <laughs> well, it's come to this, one of our friends, fa- one of our friends, all of our friends, favorite times in the podcast This is something that's called first thought, best thought. Okay. And basically what it is, is I ask you just a couple of questions and it's your first thought, best thought. Okay. You don't have to think about it. The task is like the first second, whatever comes into your brain, blurt it. Perfect. (laughs) I have just finished my beer. So I feel like this could not have come at a more perfect time. This is why we wait till the end. (laughs) I can't wait. Here we go. I'm buckled up. I'm ready. Buckle up. Here we go. What's your second favorite sandwich? Salami and barbecue sauce. Oh, interesting. How did you do that? (laughs) How did you find that sandwich? Well, (laughs) embarrassing. Um, Embarrassing. I'm very like. Um. Okay. My first thing, like, first thing is normal, like roast beef, but my second favorite sandwich, my mom made like, like the old Hebrew national salami. So it's not like hard salami. I don't think it's called soft salami. Okay. I hate where this is going, but it, it's like, <laughs> I regret everything. Um, it's like, it's a salami log and my mom used to slice it. And then she would put barbecue sauce. I don't know. My mom's always at it. That's so cool. Now I'm realizing how unusual that <laughs> is. <laughs> this is just the first time. Okay, ever go heard. try it. I want to try yeah. it. As soon as you said it, I'm wait, genius. And Casey Masterpiece, like very specifically. Oh. And then like white bread, just like not a hoagie or like any kind of like bread, Casey Masterpiece, Hebrew National Salami, Soft Salami. And white bread. And you could, you could put a few pickles on there if you really want. I wouldn't, but you could. I do love pickles. I was telling somebody this last night as, as you're saying things and you're like, I'm I'm feeling embarrassed. I'll just, I'll throw one out there. And that way, like we can be in this together. Um, As a child, I had to make my own breakfast all the time. Mm -hmm. My mom was a nurse and like, 
5 a.m. She, she's too sleepy. So I was trying to help and make my own breakfast, which was always Pop-Tarts and pickle juice. Pop-Tarts not even like oh. put in the toaster. See, see? Yum. Born, born and raised. This body <laughs> brought to you by Pop-Tarts and pickle juice. Did you mix did you mix them or you had like a glass of pickle no. juice and separately a pop tart? That, yeah. Like the classic- Okay, that sounds that sounds better. I imagined you like dunking the pop tart into the pickle juice. Oh, no, no, no. No. Yeah, the classic Okay, okay. At like, least we're not there. The the child having toast and orange juice and stuff like, you know, like the the classic imagine just pickle juice. Oh thing. my gosh. That, that, that. Okay, well well at least you're not dipping it. But still, that's a magical memory right? that you have. It is. It is. Yes. There you go. So see? <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So we're eating some weird stuff. This is great. This is why we've gone to beer, folks, because <laughs> they just put it in the glass for us and we talk about it. Here goes another. What's your greatest fear? Spiders. Oh, I'm right there with you. Yeah. Much more normal than my salami sandwich. But yeah, <laughs> Spiders. I don't like them. I check my bed every single night to see if there's spiders in it, which means unmaking the entire bed every night and then remaking it because I'm just convinced like the spiders have like plotted to get me when I'm sleeping. I'm glad I'm not so, yeah. the only person that has spiders. That. They're it. And I have a spider bite on my leg. So I told my boyfriend, I was like, this is why we check every night for spiders. And he's like, nah, I don't. I don't think a spider is just something stake out. We'll we see. don't know they we are. We'll see. They, they are. are. And that fun fact of like the average person eats eight spiders a year. The minute I learned that fact, I didn't sleep for three weeks as a child because I was just waiting for the spiders to crawl into my mouth while I was sleeping. Yep. <laughs> so I could digest them, I guess. Yep. Whoa. I yeah, was I hate one spiders. that put the pillow on top of my head because I was worried that like, I was worried about them getting anywhere. Oh, yeah. Okay, that's not a bad idea. Gonna try that tonight. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, spiders. Not gonna eat you. Exactly. Oh my gosh. Uh, okay. What's your favorite type of beer? That's a hard question. Type. Oh boy. It is a hard question. So much of it depends on like my mood, but more often than not, a goza is what I go for. Yeah. A little bit salty, a little bit sour kind of like my attitude. Um, always tasty though. Yeah. Totes. And then we're going to do one last question. What was your very first dance that I went to? Sure. Or that you did that I did your favorite. <laughs> Let's okay. So the first dance that I've done, we call coming from a non-dancer beer drinker, we called it the dizzy dance. Um, when I was a kid where basically you just like fling your arms out and see how fast you can spin in circles. So that funny that now I'm a beer blogger and dizzy dance is something totally different. Um, but the first dance that I remember going to, I think it was Swan Lake. I don't remember much about the dance, but I remember going with my grandparents and we went to little merch section and we bought like this beautiful like blown glass ballerina figurine and I kept it for forever but yeah I think it was Swan Lake family that are listening feel free to text me and correct me when you get to this point in the show (laughs) 
Because I'm sure they remember. I was just really like fascinated by this like glass figurine, but it had that kind of tutu that like goes straight out yeah. instead of like floppy tutu. Mm-hmm. You know, one of those. Yes, yes. And I am so so I'm so glad that you're bringing up the tutus. There's actually a huge history with the tutus. It's very scandalous, and I feel like you would love the story of of the scandal. Oh my of the gosh! So yes, we'll have to. I- when you release that pod, you let me know and I will be your first listener. I'm going to let you know because it's, it's a very, <sighs> women ballerinas, man, we were very tough stuff way back in the day. I believe it. You're still tough stuff. Oh yeah. I mean, girl, both of us on this phone call are we tough stuff. <laughs> well, my friend, how can our listeners keep following you? Where, where can we keep track of all the amazing things that you're doing? For sure. So the easiest way to find me is all of my handles are beer feelings and feelings is plural because I have a lot of them. Um, so on Instagram, on Pinterest, on Facebook, um, and for your listeners, I put together a special little treat. So if they head to beerfeelings.com slash ballet, you'll see a fun little surprise from me. Ah, I'm so excited. Okay. I'm going to have to go look this up whenever. So yeah, go peek, take a little look-see, but yeah, just thank you so much for having me on this show. This has been a total blast. Looking back at what we planned to talk about, we just, we went on a fun little Natalie roller coaster there, but I had a great time and I hope you did too. (laughs) I had a fantastic time. (laughs) Marvelous. This again soon. We're going to have to bring you back and we'll just. I would love to. We'll do something else again. I feel like we need to. This is not, yes. this is not the final round. <laughs> oh my gosh. I 100 times. Yes. Vote for that. Well, beer and ballet fans. We hope you enjoyed this podcast. We hope you enjoy the week. We hope you enjoy a brewski. We hope you enjoy a tondu and we will get back to y'all in the next two weeks. Just a reminder, every podcast we're going to release every two weeks and you get to meet somebody new and we get to hang out with somebody new. But for now, Natalie, bye, my friend. Bye. Thank you so much.